0: Hello, welcome, welcome to Shut Up and Listen. Thank you for tuning into our episode today. We have a special guest. He's going to introduce himself right now. And you have here today your two favorite hosts, M&F. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have Mike Woody here. He's going to introduce himself, talk a little bit about what he does, what it is that his topics are going to be today. And then we're going to bombard him with questions that he doesn't want to hear. <laughs> Am
1: What's up, guys? Uh, It's Mike Woody, Um, 24 years old, living in Miami, Florida from Kalamazoo, Michigan. I do content creation, uh, man of many talents. And um, yeah, I'm excited to uh, be bombarded with questions today and uh, see if I can bring any facts to the world, release some information that I have.
0: All right, Mike. So what is it that you decided to talk about on Shut Up and Listen today?
1: So you ladies asked, I think the information that I'd like to deliver that I'm most knowledgeable on, um, that I can give my best advice on is networking, business, and dating. Love that. Love it.
0: All right. So what do you want to go ahead and start with? This is your podcast, by the way, Mike. It's your show. You take the spotlight. I'm just going to interfere and ask you questions that are going to make you feel uncomfortable when I feel like it. <laughs> okay,
1: perfect. Wait, this is my pod. Do I get equity? Do-
0: yeah. Equity? And, um <laughs> We can talk about that after what the podcast. <laughs> All, right. All
1: right. Well, I I came very, uh, very spontaneous today. So I guess we can talk about networking. I've been making some networking content. So I feel like I'm ready to chat on some networking. So,
0: Okay, let's talk about networking. And before we get into it, I want you to be 100% honest. I don't want to hear no you know, like what we hear when we hear other people's podcast or, you know, YouTube with uh, influencers and all that stuff. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear your actual unfiltered
1: unfiltered Mike Woody. Can I curse on this? Is that
0: yes, Yes, you can say F- fucking and shit whenever you want.
1: <laughs> fuck, yes. I love that shit. Okay.
0: <laughs> all right. So um, like I said, unfiltered, no cover up, no nothing, just 100% what it's really like to network, what you feel, your experience, how you started, hit it.
1: All right, so when it comes to networking, um, I guess I can give a little bit more of my story on how I got interested in networking. Ever since I was a kid, I was always very uh, outgoing. Like I I was never like afraid to meet new people, never afraid to, um, you know, just like, I was always out there, right? And when my parents raised me, and I'll never forget this, every time we would go out, to like public events or like to my parents' parties or whatever, my parents would always say, you know, my brother's name is Jonathan. They'd say, Michael, Jonathan, go introduce yourself to so-and-so. So So at a very young age, my parents um, got me, you know, hardwired to start having these interactions with people, especially with like, um, you know, high value people. So ever since I was young, my parents were always like, oh, Michael, Jonathan, please go introduce yourself to so-and-so. And And I remember when I was about, like, I remember this vividly because I bring the situation up often. I was fourteen years old. Actually, funny because the Super Bowls today—it was a Super Bowl party, whatever year that was—and um, I remember I saw my dad and one of his friends and one of his girlfriends, right? And I told myself I was like, my parents are never going to ask me to introduce myself to anyone ever again. And so at fourteen, I went, I, I introduced myself to my dad's friend's girlfriend by myself, and um, I think that was like kind of the start to where I was just so used to like meeting people. Um, so that's kind of like the story on how I got interested in networking. And then I've always just, you know, been able to make friends and make connections. Um, I think that's an important critical skill in life and in business is to connect with people. Um, so when I was in high school, like late high school, senior year and early freshman year of college, I really dove deep into just researching, um, networking, uh, social psychology, psychology, um, and, um you know, how that impacts people in life and in business.
0: That's a really good story, honestly. Like, I really like to hear that. I mean, it shows a lot of perspective. You actually grew up with all that experience around you, so it really does help. And so you've always been kind of like an extroverted person, I guess you could say?
1: Yeah, I've, I've pretty much always been extroverted. Um, there was one period in my life, and it was actually senior year of high school. That's kind of why I decided to dive deep into... um It was more so just like human behavior as a general term, but um, really networking is where I just, I fit best. But my senior year of high school, I was like, I didn't have any friends at my high school that year. um, And I was like very, um, I was a lone wolf to say the least. So I went to class alone, ate lunch alone, you know, went to school alone. I didn't really have any friends in my grade because I was so mature. All my friends were older and they already had graduated. So and I knew that this wasn't going to last long. So I knew that if I prep myself while I had the time, that it would be a skill worth using in the future.
0: So um, networking is what you do, right? Like that's is that your business? Is that what, what is your actual business?
1: So my actual business is content marketing. So I do social media content for entrepreneurs, business owners, life coaches, um, businesses themselves. So I'm a B2B business. Um, But I think networking is important for any sort of business and any sort of relationship.
2: Yes, I agree. But I'm still stuck on the story of you introducing yourself to the girlfriend. Like, did you get in trouble? What happened? What did you say? No, I think... um,
1: You know, my parents didn't really notice much of it, but it was my dad's friend whose girlfriend I introduced myself to that was very impressed. He was like, he was kind of shocked that, you know, as a 14 year old that I was able to just go up and introduce myself in a very professional manner, you know, introduce myself, my name, you know, that I'm, you know, Greg is my father, that I'm Greg's kid, you know. Um, So he was very impressed that I was able to do that. So that was really the reaction that I got.
0: So can you walk me through like a real life scenario of how it is that you network like step by step? Like, what is it that you say? <laughs> like, how do you introduce yourself? Like, what are the words you use? Like, what's, what's your aim? What's your goal? Like, how do you know what to say? I, I want to, I want, I want to, I want a whole show. Okay. So I need, I need accents and everything.
1: All right. It's really day by day. Right. So I don't, there's no like one step way on how I network with people. It's all circumstantial, right? So to give an example, if I'm sitting at a bar, right, I'll just come up with a random question to start the conversation. And that's really how any conversation starts. It's just a random question.
0: Give me an example. I need one.
1: Well, for that example, right? Like meeting somebody at the bar. Hey, what are you having to drink this evening? Right? What are you drinking? Oh, tequila. Oh, nice. I actually hate tequila, to be honest with you. (laughs) And then, the, and then they usually ask, oh, what, what are you drinking? Oh, I'm drinking, you know, dirty martini, right? So it's I feel like that is kind of a good framework of how you can start conversations to begin networking is simple conversation, simple question, sorry, simple question, just ask, oh, hey, where are you from? Oh, how's your night going, right? Simple questions, right? You can get even more creative with it. You can, you know, like notice something about their shirt, comment on their shirt, or, you know, say... Has anyone ever told you you look like, uh, you know, Ben Shapiro or something? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like you can always make a simple comment. That's like the icebreaker. That's the conversation starter. So um, I would say that's probably like my framework into the icebreaker starting the conversation. Yeah.
2: Have you ever done that and then it, it just turns awkward and there's no way for you to save yourself? Have you ever felt that way in, in a situation like this that you try to break the ice and it doesn't happen?
1: Yeah, I think for a a period, it can be like that. But I think I've I'm so experienced with networking at this point to where I'm able to kind of like break out of that because you can always just lead with more questions. Right. Like that's what a conversation is. is Sometimes it's not just opinion versus opinion. um, It's question versus answer. Right. So, yeah, I have had experiences with people. I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now, but I have had those experiences where it might be awkward at first or it might not go the way I planned. But usually, it always turns out for the better. I've never had anyone be like, "What the fuck's wrong with you? Are you are <laughs> like, a problem?" You know? Yeah. So I,
2: I, yeah, I feel like you can you can always save it. You know, you're a pretty happy guy. Uh, you can just turn it into a joke, like, "Oh, what's wrong with this guy or this girl? Yeah. Like, they're in a bad mood. They're having a bad day."
1: And what's the worst that happens? You know what I mean nobody's gonna fight me over like a stupid joke? You know what I mean? Like. I'll tell them, hey, I was kidding, like whatever, you know, and maybe they'll get upset, but you know, life goes on, you know, they'll forget about it, you know, so.
0: Okay, I like that answer. So, yeah. Okay, so is there anything else specifically that you want to share about your networking expertise that you want to walk us through before we move on to the next topic?
1: I would recommend everybody go out there and shake hands. Um, I think that's, That's probably one of the most beneficial things, one of the most beneficial skills that I've learned in life is that the more hands you shake, the more you'll make. Um, I made a video recently, and if you know, you check out my Instagram; it's on there. How I spend two hundred dollars a month on a gym membership and why I do that, and I could go work out anywhere. I could go work out at the YMCA. I could go work out at LA Fitness. I can go work out anywhere, right? But the reason I spend two hundred dollars a month, right, which is over 100% more than what it is to go to um, the YMCA is because of the network, right? And all the people that are willing to spend $200 a month are the people that are not only focused on their health, but their wealth and themselves, right? And um, yeah, I would say everybody just go out there, shake as many hands as you can. Um, put your, Put yourself in a position to be approachable, right? So make sure you take care of yourself. Make sure you look good, feel good, smell good. You know, make sure that you can add value to a relationship whether you don't have any monetary value or business value um, make sure that you're just a good cool person to be around make sure that you understand that people don't want to be around losers inherently people don't want to be around somebody who's negative people want you know good energy people want um, you know a jokester. or so people want to have fun at the end of the day and um, you know if you're not bringing value business value into a relationship at least bring some fun value at least be like hey I want to hang around this guy be the guy that people want to invite out and uh, have a drink with, you know, or play poker with or something, you know? So, and I would also say, you know, maybe take some time to study and research networking. A good book that I can recommend is uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. It's a a really good book.
0: You read it? Yes. Oh my God, look at you. PDF. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. I love that advice. If you guys are listening, if anybody's out there, um, you should definitely listen to Mike. He knows what he's talking about.
1: If anyone's out there SOS, we need help.
0: <laughs> help. Help. All right, so now what do you want to kick into next? Do you want to talk about business or relationships?
1: Um, I think maybe save relationships for last. We'll go to business, but I do have one more thing cuz I think I have a couple good stories that some of your viewers might like about networking that. You know, let's just let's put it all out there, right? Let's Just hit uh, it. Hit it. All the information. So, as far as creating value in a relationship, it's about having a skill that Almost everybody or a specific archetype or group of people can benefit from, right? So like, for example, me, I'm a photographer, right? Everybody needs content, especially everybody in business. Everybody needs someone to take pictures, take videos and edit them, right? So the fact that I have a skill like photography, videography to go and provide for other people allows me to start a relationship that's not just friendship, but business to business, right? So I think that's an important thing as well. And another story I can tell you is, um, you know, Again, I'm from Michigan, right? I grew up with very little opportunity in comparison to Miami, right? You can find opportunity anywhere, but the opportunity that you find in Miami is absolutely endless. So when I moved out here, I took absolutely nothing for granted, right? I was shaking hands with everybody because I knew the more connections I'd make, the further I'll go. And like, as far as the $200 a month gym membership, right? Again, I chose to do that, not just for the gym, but for the network. And it's like, yeah, if I go out there and I just work out every day, well, cool, I'm focusing on my fitness, I'm focusing on my health, which is good, right? But if I go out there and I shake hands every day, right, I look at it as a networking event. Like, I'm able to meet people while I'm working out. It only takes 30 seconds, minute, two minutes to have an interaction. And maybe it's just normal. Maybe it's just a very basic, oh, hey, what's your name? Blah blah, blah. Okay, nice to meet you. Let's connect. Cool, right? Um, and, you know, if you have that skill, you're able to offer it. And... You know if it's anything more than that you know you have a great conversation maybe you make a new friend you know so and one of my clients that i'm working with right now who's um one of youtubers like biggest ogs i met him at the gym i go to so it's really cool how like the reason i got that membership at the specific gym it resulted in me now having a very very good and profitable deal um for my business so i think that's yeah that's, that's that.
0: awesome congrats
1: I appreciate yes. it. Thank you so much. That really is
0: amazing. So basically what you're trying to tell us is that you can't sit at home on your ass and expect to make friends or network, obviously. You have to put yourself out there. Yes, 100%. And make yourself valuable
2: as a person.
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: And you have to smell good.
1: <laughs> smell brush good, your feel tongue. good, Yes. I brush my teeth three times a day.
2: And I your tongue? Good. And my tongue. <laughs> okay.
1: And I floss.
2: Oh, that's important
1: because I meet a lot of people the last thing I want is some is some gnarly breath on me after eating some like garlic mashed potatoes and I'm just like you know Ooh, yeah. breathing it on them nobody Ew. wants it.
0: I can smell it yeah, <laughs> just- I wanted to ask you just because you were like talking about all these positive things and I'm not like the negative type of person yes I am but um, what would you say it's something that like you're not very good at
1: something I'm not very good at
0: Try real hard now.
1: <laughs> I, I, yeah, this is the hardest question. You you ladies have such good questions for this podcast. I just have to say that.
0: I say it. We're trying. It's a, it, it's a work in progress. It, so. We've been doing a lot of research.
1: <laughs> no, I, I love these. These are such good questions. What's something I'm not really good at? Oh, God.
0: Wow. It's taking him a while here. <laughs> Maybe that's exactly what he's not really good at. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm the worst at thinking. Um, Honestly, I hate to say- No, it's
0: not thinking. It's trying to figure out what you're getting. You still don't get it. I'm
1: really really bad at thinking about what I'm bad about.
0: What don't you feel
2: comfortable doing? I guess that that could be easier to answer.
1: Well, there's a lot I inherently don't feel comfortable doing, but I think deep down I know is the right thing. So for instance, taking risks, right? I never feel comfortable taking a risk, right? But I understand the return on investment because of a risk, right?
2: Are you talking about money, like investing your money? There, there's many risk, like jumping off an airplane.
0: It's all risky.
1: That's all. That's all a risk. You know. I mean, when we get into the dating, I can give you an example. Talking to talking to a random girl. You know, if I'm a guy and I go to a bar and I think a girl's pretty, right? I risk getting rejected going and approaching her, right? Um, I know I don't always feel comfortable doing that. I feel confident because I've built up that confidence, but I'm not always comfortable doing that. So I think something that I'm commonly uncomfortable um, with doing is taking risks, but I do it anyway because I know it's the right thing to do.
2: You squeeze
0: yourself.
1: I do squeeze myself. Yes. I squeeze myself.
2: <laughs>
0: Shout out to Rodolfo. <laughs> uh,
1: Rodolfo. I love that quote. That was a perfect quote.
0: I love that man. Um, so back to the question, what yeah. are you not good at?
1: Either you know. I hate, no, I I thought of this. I hate to say this because I'm considered a taller gentleman. I suck at basketball. I suck at basketball. I'm horrible.
2: (laughs) Wow, I really didn't expect that answer.
1: I I know, it sucks. I'm 6'2", and I was still horrible at basketball.
0: That's crazy that you bring up basketball because me and Mercy were gonna play basketball earlier, and that's not something we do, (laughs) so wow. Yeah, if if you wanna
1: win, invite me, I'll be on the other team. (laughs)
2: yeah did, did you want to be good at it like do, did you want to be good at sports why does that affect you um or, or i feel like right? i've always been
1: athletic i played lacrosse in high school i always played lacrosse um like since i was in like middle school so i played lacrosse in middle school in high school so i was good at lacrosse um but i never really cared about sports um because i knew deep down i was never going to be like a professional player i was never going to make money off being an athlete so i never really cared about sports that much you know
0: All right. So moving on to the next topic, then let's jump into business. It's going to be a little bit difficult. I have to squeeze myself here because um, business is not really my topic. Um, So I'm going to see where I can pull some questions out of my ass. Okay. Hit it. How did you start? How did you decide to start? And, And what do you mean business? Because I know you want to talk about business, but there's a lot of stuff about business that you can talk about. So it's like, what do you mean like being an entrepreneur? Do you mean uh, starting up your own business, teaching people how to start up their own business, working for a business?
1: Well, okay. So how did I start? Um, I feel like I've always been entrepreneurial. I think it's my—it's in my blood. Both of my parents started businesses um, at a pretty young age. Uh, my dad still runs his business. My mom is a real estate agent, but that's kind of like running your own business in a way. Um, but I would say, I mean, when I was a kid, I used to like have lemonade stands, right? Um, like at, we had a beach house in Michigan and I would every summer set up a lemonade stand and I would sell lemonade for 50 cents. And you'd be surprised on how much money you can make from a lemonade stand being, a you know, cute eight year old where you just, somebody hands you 50 bucks for a glass of lemonade. It's funny, you know? Um, but I've always I've always kind of had that in me. I remember a, a good story that I can tell you is uh, my brother and I. I can't remember how old we were, but we were pretty young. We ran a race th- through the YMCA. Funny enough, it was like a it was like a mile or two mile race or something. I don't know how long it was, but um, you got a T shirt for running the race, right? And my mom, my dad, and my dad's friend were all there, like watching us run the race. And after the race, my dad's friend offered me forty bucks for the shirt, right and my brother tried to convince me not to sell him the shirt. He's like, no, this is like a, this is a good memory to have. Like you'll have the memory. And I was like, fuck that. I'll have 40 bucks. You know what I mean? So I think I've always just had that like entrepreneurial business salesman mindset in me um, from a young age, especially coming from, uh, my father. But, um, I think my, my true business journey started in high school. Um, my first actual business that I started was a clothing brand. Um, so, I went to college for graphic design and business, and I was also selling, like reselling clothes at the same time. So, I was like selling backpacks, shirts, shoes, watches, hats, things like that um, online, on Facebook, on eBay, on all the reselling platforms. And then um, when I started doing graphic design classes, I was like, okay, well, I can just put two and two together, right? So I'll start designing my own clothes. So I started designing my own clothes, and that's how I actually got into photography as well. So from designing my own clothes, I was taking pictures for the business, and all of my friends were like, yo, your pictures are sick, bro. Like, you should do more photography. Like, can we take pictures? And I was just very self-aware of that as well. I was super self-aware. I was like, okay, well, if I'm good at this, I might as well just stick with it. So I... Quit doing the clothing thing, went full time photography, ended up dropping out of college because I was making, you know, money doing the photo stuff. Um, And yeah, that's kind of my journey to business. Yeah.
2: Do you think business is for everybody?
1: No, business is definitely not for everybody.
2: I agree. I just wanted to see what your opinion was on that. Why?
1: Um, Well, we need workers. I mean, you know, if everybody who worked at McDonald's wanted to own a business, then we have nobody to flip the burgers right so business is not for everybody i i would recommend everybody do try business but i would argue to agree or i would i would i would argue that um 99 of the people who try business are not able to handle that stress that risk management it's a tough it's a tough thing to do it's not always been easy for me i've had times where i've had to take out loans and um i've had times where i made no money for a very long time just because business is not easy um but business could also be a very a fruitful fruitful endeavor that you can do
2: what kept you going during that tough time where you had to like put out a loan or you know like what type of mindset helped you just keep pushing yourself
1: i always just thought ever since i was young that i knew i wanted something great in life and not that owning a business or running a business is such a great or vast thing um i just always knew that i wanted to like pave my own path i always knew that so and it was like it was, it was a core value of mine. It wasn't something that I was like, eh, debating on. Like, okay, I guess I'll go get a job. No, I've had to get jobs in between me and running a business and me figuring out my business, um, as I think a lot of entrepreneurs have. Uh, but it was always that core value of mine, like, no, I'm going to pave my own path. And I'm always going to do something to try and figure it out. And, I'm, and I know that I'm going to figure it out one day. I think it's a belief. It's a belief thing. You have to believe in yourself. You have to fully, fully believe in yourself and understand that you will do it someday and that you'll be able to connect the dots looking forwards. And you just have to believe that the dots will connect going forward.
0: And for aspiring photographers that might be listening, hopefully, what do you have to say about starting up though? Because I know that the photography business is at least initiating it is difficult because you know, you obviously have to like promote yourself and find your own clients, blah, blah, blah. And I know you went in on networking and how it is that you're able to find people to network and talk to and all that. But t- tell us about a difficult time in your life where photography, where you thought, okay, maybe, maybe I chose the wrong path. Maybe this wasn't it.
1: That's a good question. So as far as answering for um, aspiring photographers, just go out there and shoot your heart out, just shoot, take pictures as much as you can. I never, when I first started, took a class. I looked up enough YouTube videos to know how to use a camera, and that was it, right? I figured out how to edit my own pictures. I, all the business stuff I learned, I learned through trial and error. Um, so any aspiring photographer, go shoot your heart out. Shoot for free. Shoot as much as you can. And don't be afraid to shoot for the stars, too. Like, like you know, um, you know, theoretically, shoot for the stars. Um, you know, hit up random people. Say, hey, I'll come shoot free for free. I just want the experience. I guarantee you, you hit up 50 people Five or ten of them are going to respond. And say, "Sure, come shoot." You know what I mean? Because it's a no lose situation for whoever you're asking. It might take them a little bit of time out of their day, um, but that's that's my recommendation: is go out there and shoot. When I first started, I shot for two years before I made my first paycheck on photography. Right, and then wow. when I got my first paychecks, it was very uh, you know, it was very nice. It was very nice. So um, that's my recommendation: shoot your heart out. In a time where I felt like it wasn't for me. Um, when I first started my own business, the clothing brand, <clears throat> I started three other businesses at the same time. So it was the clothing brand, the photography, and I started another like uh, um, social group project that I did. And it was just because I was so ambitious. I just wanted to start as much as I possibly could. But it drained me so hard. Like I got drained so quick. And I went through like a state of like, questioning myself, like, is this right for me? Like, am, am I able to do this? Um, and it was just me questioning. But I think that I, because I never gave up and I'm here today, um, running a fairly successful uh, content creation business, um, through those errors that i made, spreading myself so thin, that I was able to come out on top and, you know, make money and have fun while doing it.
2: Nice. How was it to move and to, you know, like, leave your life behind? kind of and go and go to Miami and start a new one or you know continue your journey as a photographer as a business owner how was that
1: it was exciting it was exciting I was so I lived in Michigan for 23 years before I decided to leave and for about a year I was playing with the idea of like moving to Miami and full transparency, I had, some, I had some life things happen. You know, My friends were pissing me off. My family was pissing me off. And I woke up one day, I said, fuck this, I'm out. So I packed up my shit and I left.
2: Did you have anything planned?
1: Zero. Zero plans. Zero plans. I, uh, I was trading stocks at the time, so I had a small portfolio where I drained my entire account, which wasn't much. Uh, and I found an Airbnb down south. Uh, like south, south Florida, like 45 minutes south of Miami, um, where I shared a house with eight other people, right?
2: Random? Random people. Wow.
1: Random. I lived there for three months. And um, yeah, I got a job at a restaurant. That's, you know, another reason why... I didn't move my business before I I left. So that's another reason why I don't stray people away from going to get a job. I've worked many jobs while building my business. Um, But I worked at a restaurant, worked my way up, moved closer to... uh, like actual downtown Miami and just kept with it and, you know, kept, um, you know, putting it out there into the world. Like I kept networking. I kept shaking hands. I kept offering value to more people. Um, I kept building my photography to become better and better and better and better. And, um, you know, finally I'm starting to make connections where I'm getting paid a a decent amount. And um, yeah, so moving, moving was very, very exciting. It was uh, honestly breathtaking because that experience of going from what you know so well learning that for 23 years to something you have no idea what you're getting yourself into i had no connections no friends no business set up down here i had nothing right and i started all from scratch and it was the best decision i ever made
2: that's that is beautiful and i could just imagine how hard that must have been for you even though it was exciting it doesn't take away the fact that it was hard. I think we went to go eat the the when we went to go eat at Delray, our server was a photographer too, right?
0: Yes, he was that's the, what he was He even kinda looks guys. like you. Yes he does. <laughs> really? Yes, yes.
1: Not as handsome though, right?
0: I don't know. All right. <laughs> well, no comment. I was gonna ask, uh, what was it like to live in a place with eight random people? I'm sorry, I'm really stuck on that. And like for your business too, like for building yourself from that and random people at that uh
1: it was um in miami dude it was so annoying honestly it was so it was so fucking annoying um yeah i mean so i had my own room i didn't like i didn't share room with anyone because that's an option you can have on airbnb is you share a room room with somebody no i had my own room but i had to share a bathroom with three people and i had to share a fridge with somebody else and we all shared the same kitchen now um what was great about the uh, the place was that it was, it was like a nice – it wasn't like a nice area, but it was just very – there was a lot of nature there. So they had like starfruit trees outside. I would just go outside. I'd pick a starfruit and like eat it right off the tree, which is pretty cool, you know. But it was super annoying living with eight other people. Like the guy who slept in the room next to me snored for 12 hours. He would go to bed at 11, wake up at 11, and snored so loud, like the most obnoxious – cartoonic snore you can imagine I would get that every single night and um I laugh at it now it's so funny to me but yeah (laughs) having having to deal with that was just so like it was so annoying but um but I made it work you know what I mean I knew I had to humble myself for a little bit and you know figure out life and you know here I am
0: it built your character would you say
1: yeah I would say it did build my character it was uh like again I never wanted to live with eight other random people um But it was a pretty interesting experience. And everybody I lived with was from so many different places, from Louisiana. There was a guy from China there, a bunch of guys from Cuba, from Mexico. Um, Everybody was from a different place on Earth. And it was just a cool experience. I I definitely don't um, regret doing it, Um, but it was uh, it was annoying to say the least.
2: So you don't still talk to any of those people, I would assume.
1: No, I do not. No.
0: Oh, it was that bad?
1: No, it wasn't bad. It was just, I was there, I was there to sleep. You know, I knew when I moved down here, I wasn't going to relax. It was like, all right, like I moved down here. I'm like, all right, it's time to fucking work. It's time to fucking, you know, put in the work right now. So I would wake up, I would do my morning routine. If I didn't have work, I was looking for business to do with content. Right. So within my first week moving to Miami, I worked with one of the largest car rental companies, MPH club. Um, I did a photo shoot for them. Uh, I ended up networking with a bunch of entrepreneurs my first week working with them. So I was able to, because of what I told you earlier with networking, because I knew how to network with people, I was able to get my foot in the door very, very quickly. And then, um, you know, working at the restaurant and I, it was such a cool experience serving in a new city that I've never been into because I got my job at the restaurant I worked at at Moxie's and Brickle, my second day here. Because I knew when I moved down, I was like, I need to make money. So my first day, I moved down, got everything in. Um, I was like, all right, I'm going to sleep, get ready tomorrow, and I'm going to go out and I'm going to find a job. So I picked one place on Google Maps. I was like, "Eh, this seems like a good area. I'll go apply here. Drove by the restaurant, didn't even get out of the car. I was like, nope, not the place I want to work at. Started driving, started driving, started driving, go through Brickle, right? And then I see Moxie's and I'm like, all right, this is the first place I'm applying to. Went in there, filled out the application. I asked one of the uh, hostess, I was like, hey, is there, a, is there a manager that's available for like on the spot interview? And um, got an interview on the spot, got hired the same day.
0: Did they,
2: ter- did they tell you to come in the same day to work too?
1: <laughs> no, they told me to come in like a week later, but I told them I would have started today. I was like, I needed money. I was like, I'm ready to work whenever, so.
2: That's the good thing about Miami. I've gotten a job on the spot and they, they they've told me to come back the same day at a restaurant specifically
1: was that in miami or was that in uh, West palm in,
2: in miami yeah
1: really what restaurant yeah. was
2: that um kiki on the river
1: no shit really
2: yeah they told me to come back the same day and well my first week was new year's day yeah
1: no way <laughs> yeah that's crazy that's actually crazy especially kiki on the river you know
2: yeah they that was fun i think working at a restaurant you do get a lot of networking you have to you meet really cool people you meet snobby people because you're in miami but i'm sure you got a lot of that
1: yeah i, I you know what people would say that to me too because everyone even to, to this day i meet people and they'll just look at me they're like you're not from here and i'm like oh you don't say you don't say And, um, a lot of the people who would say that to me, they'd be like, do you like, you know, meet a lot of shitty people? Like, do you meet rude people? My answer is always the same thing. I think you find what you're looking for. You know, of course there's going to be shitty people out there, but if you're looking for treasure, you'll find treasure. And, um, I was never looking to meet shitty, rude people. I was always looking to meet cool people. And I have a hundred stories of just cool, fun, amazing people, people that I've done business with working in the restaurant. Um, Which I think is a very, very funny.
0: uh, Do you have any uh, specific stories you want to share of like the weirdest encounter you had with uh, meeting someone in a restaurant?
1: The weirdest encounter?
0: Or the craziest?
1: The craziest encounter? I would say not the craziest, but a a very interesting and beautiful encounter was um, meeting a podcast host in Moxie's when I worked there. I wrote in my notebook before moving to Miami, I was like writing like, all right, I'm going to move to Miami in December, which I did. And I was like, and I'm going to work with this person, which I did. I ended up meeting him at Moxie's. I shook hands with him. I went up to him and um, we ended up doing a photo shoot together, which I thought was pretty cool. It was something that, you know, I manifested, right? So I manifested that.
0: That is so cool for
2: real. (laughs) Yeah. What are the odds of you writing down you're going to meet somebody and then meeting them while you're working. Like.
1: Yeah, I don't know the odds, but it's uh, probably less than winning the lottery. I'll tell you that.
0: Um, I wanted to ask you, what aspect of your job do you find most rewarding like in what you do with photography?
1: The money, for sure.
0: <laughs> really? That's it? It's just the money?
1: Uh, no, 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 no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love the money. The money's pretty good. but No, I would say the experience. The experience for sure meeting you two ladies in tulum i tell people that it's fucking crazy to me that you know i was able to all expenses paid and get paid to go to tulum to do what i love doing the most that's so rewarding are you kidding me because i got an experience to meet you ladies which now we're here on the podcast and i became friends with everybody on that trip like pretty much all those people that i met i still talk to to this day yeah. um that's probably the most rewarding thing and I don't know. I feel like at the end of the day, I might come off cocky sometimes, but I like to be liked. I like to make friends. And I think it's just cool meeting new people all the time. I think that's super rewarding is the fact that I have this skill that I do um, as a business. I'm able to meet people very easily.
2: I agree. Speaking of Tulum, don't think I will ever forget that you didn't negotiate our dresses for us. You're here negotiating a hat. And not our dresses.
1: I feel so bad about that. I'll tell you right now. I, <laughs> you I think you about that it in your journal? <laughs> I did, yeah. No, I. we're going to manifest another trip to Tulum. And I'm going to negotiate everything. Everything. Don't awesome. worry about it. I'll take care Just of it.
2: Just for reference, guys. Um, when we went to Tulum, it was like this, like, I guess let's call it a market street. Um, Francis and I were shopping. Mike goes off to shop but we didn't know that it was extreme negotiation time he was like that was a sport to watch we were like mike come on we gotta go they're waiting for us and he was like no 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 no. this i'm gonna get this hat for five dollars right now I i don't remember how much it was but he really did bring it down and i think that all ties into you know what you love which is networking and being able to have conversations with people so easily i think that's why you were so good at that
1: yeah, I think that's a skill that I undermine sometimes that I, abs- I love to negotiate. It's so fun. It's just, it is a sport to me. I'm just like, I'm just out there. I'm like, uh, eh, 50? Nah. <laughs> Can't be 50, bro. We
0: made it late to our ceremony because of him.
1: Mm-hmm. But it's it was okay. all worth it. I got it the was. hat. It was. He the did hat. get the hat. He I should have worn the hat. I should have worn the hat. Yeah,
2: like, you
0: had to. We paid $300 for sewn dresses.
1: Ridiculous. Ridiculous
0: us dollars
1: we're gonna go get our money back don't (laughs) worry we're getting our money back
0: we'll bring the dresses back to (laughs) sula
1: yeah i want a refund we're getting our money back we're renegotiating that
0: all right so is there anything else that you want to uh leave behind with the whole business thing any recommendations resources that you want to specify to the listeners
1: find people you trust Find people you trust is super important. If you can't trust people at some point in business, you're going to get burned. Um, so finding people you trust, understanding how to build trust and um, uh, have that trust and perpetuity is super important. <clears throat> and then I think just being ruthless, being ruthless is important too. Like you have to go out there. You have to want it. You have to want it. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want to work eight days a week, right? But I do know that when starting out in business, you have to work eight days a week, right? And I'm being hyperbolic, like, you know, you have to, you have to be willing to put in the work. You got to work your ass off. Um, you know, as far as my business goes, like, I – there were times where I'm sitting there on my phone and I'm DMing 100 people a day offering my services, right? Like, I'm messaging people all day offering my services. And I think being able to, uh, you know, learn a skill like that, being ruthless, being relentless – and um, you know, putting yourself out there, it will reward you in the future.
2: Do you still do that now? Do you still DM people as much as you used to or do you not have to now? Like, do you meet, uh, like, you know, you met us while you were out on a gig. So like, while you're out working, do you just meet other people or do you still sit and message people?
1: Um, You know, I'll message somebody if it comes across my table right? like if it comes across my desk, I'll message them, right? So if it's somebody that I know I want to work with, I'll message them. Um, Or if somebody sends me a story post where they're like, hey, looking for a photographer? Yeah, I'll message them, right? I'm always down to take on new work. I'm always looking for new opportunity. Um, But I think just because of how I structure my networking, I always offer my services or I at least tell people what I do, right? I think that's important as well. You have to be able to talk about yourself enough to let people understand what you do um, a lot, a lot, a lot of the business I get is just word of mouth, right? It's just word of mouth. You know, people send me gigs all the time. Hey, uh, this person needs a photographer. Can you come shoot? And, um, you know, I think that's a, I think that's cool too, is when you learn how to network and you learn how to, um, like show value that you can make those connections. You can make them turn into business connections as well.
0: Okay. So let's, um, move forward to the next topic your favorite
2: topic i'm really excited about this topic by the way
0: so now we're going to talk about relationships before we continue on we we forgot to ask you in the beginning are you comfortable uh with us asking you any question at all is there any boundaries or barriers that you would not like for us to talk about and alan will take this out obviously if there's anything
1: please don't ask me what my favorite position is (laughs) we
0: weren't weren't. that was none of my questions
1: (laughs) okay good Good. I'm celibate now, so don't worry.
0: <laughs> is that your pickup line?
1: A hundred percent it is. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, I could tell. And then it's the taking off of the shoes.
1: Yeah. Oh, my. you remember? Oh, my gosh.
2: A thousand percent. I, I would never forget that. You're, um, you're, like,
1: da- you're dangerous, bro, Mercy.
2: You little manipulative little monster.
1: No, it's not manip. It's respect. Please don't come into my house with shoes on, okay? Oh,
2: respect. It's respect. Someone thing. has told you that before.
1: Um no comment.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. okay. Um yeah, go ahead, start whatever question you have. Let's get it.
0: Okay, so uh do you have a girlfriend?
1: Uh currently I am single.
0: Do you have a situationship or are you actually single?
1: Oh god. I thought we were gonna talk about like gaming <laughs> in general, not me, not me. Oh goodness.
0: This is about you. We said this is your podcast. And we oh. have to know how the networker and the businessman, like you know what well, he is like behind closed doors. So I, I need to deep dig into your soul. So, speak
1: <sighs> behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Those are some very hard doors to get into. I'll tell you that.
0: Mm-hmm. I already unlocked the lock.
1: <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I well, I wouldn't consider them situations. I um,
0: situations multiple. plural. Plural.
1: Yeah. Oh. yeah i wouldn't call them situations but i have um friends that i see that i spend time with friends yeah
0: do they know that they're friends
1: yeah
0: of course wow. i went from the most confident man ever that had so many words to yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love this topic this is oh my great. gosh
1: yeah i'm gonna piss a lot of girls off with America. <laughs>
0: Oh, oh oh
2: why is it multiple friends like do you just not want to settle down are you too young what's your opinion on dating
1: um so let me give you the let me give you the clear-cut answer on that I think I'm I'm very for monogamy I think monogamy is very important I think me right now I'm not ready to settle down I'm 24 uh, I want to have fun I haven't met my wife yet right but um I do like having... So I don't want to interrupt. No. Oh, no. Okay. I, I do like having women around. Um, I enjoy spending time with women. I think feminine energy is very important. Um, But I'm not interested in settling down with one woman right now. I'm just looking to have fun and create experiences. And yeah. Yeah,
2: hey, you just moved down to Miami.
1: Yeah. I mean, can you blame oh, no. me? Like, come on. <laughs> can you blame me?
2: What's your ideal woman like? What are what's her mindset like? What's her values?
1: Likes to cook, likes to clean. Um, yeah, that's pretty
2: much it. You can get you can get a maid on Indeed or a butler.
1: <laughs> I could. I choose not to.
0: Really, those are the qualities. Come on, that was so like superficial. <laughs> likes to cook, likes to clean. Like, what is she into?
1: Okay, so. So your question is like, what's my ideal woman? Correct. My ideal woman, someone, I, I think first thing first raised by a good family. Her, her mom and dad has to be a solid mom and dad, right? Um, I don't want a girl with daddy problems. I don't want a girl with mommy problems. Everybody's got problems, but I don't want a girl like that. I want a girl who was raised well um, and raised with morals. She doesn't have to be religious. She doesn't have to be, you know, Mormon or whatever. She just needs to have um, a good family backbone. Um, that's like the first and most important thing. Um, actually, how I'll explain it to you is this. This is something I created um, that I use, that I qualify my relationships for, right? It's a relationship pyramid, right?
2: Okay. So
1: the relationship pyramid goes like this: the top is the first thing that you look at, but it's the least important. The last is the last, or the bottom is the last thing you look at, but it's the most important, right? So the top of the pyramid is attraction, right? Am I attracted to you? If I'm attracted to you, I might at the very least go on one or two dates with you, right? Second thing is interests. It's, do we have similar interests? Do we like the same things? If we don't like the same things, are they things that are compatible? Do they align with each other? Like, do we not know enough about what each other likes to where we can share that and build value and teach each other things? The third thing is um, circumstances, right? So that's like age, where you live, um, you know, family circumstances, work circumstances. Do you have time? Are you ready for a relationship? Fourth is like, I think, morals, values, principles, uh, religious background, things like that. And then the fifth thing is goals. Can we align our goals with each other? Because I think that's probably one of the more important things in a relationship is being able to align goals. Um, so that's kind of how I qualify a relationship. So somebody... Ideally, um, I want to obviously be sexually attracted to, right? I want them to be hot, right? Um, I want us to have enough interest to where we can like doing the same things, but not too much where we're too similar. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want her to like everything I like. I want her to like different things to where we can share those experiences together. Circumstances, plain and simple, just needs to work out, right? Just needs to to make sense for both parties. Again, like I said, she doesn't have to be religious, um, but.
2: Are you religious? Did you grow up in a religious household
1: i am a spiritual man i'm a spiritual man i had a religion no uh, no i would not consider religion i did grow up going to church uh for a very short period of time as a kid but i think what i had this conversation the other day i think what my parents ingrained in me or specifically my mom at a very young age was being a free thinker right um my mom let me do whatever i want right as long as i wasn't hurting myself or hurting other people She let me do whatever I want. She really pushed free thinking into my mindset. And so she was never – she didn't care about going to church, but she never forced it on us either. I never went to church school, never – you know, we went to church when we were younger, but nothing too crazy. And um, I do think having God in your life is important, but I'm not going to shove it down somebody's throat. But I think it's important that everybody has a sense of God in their life.
2: I like that answer. Going back to what you said earlier, like that um, this – future woman of yours has to you know make sure she comes from a good household you know sometimes that's that's hard I, I would say but at least not a project like you don't want a project you want someone that already has found themselves understands themselves understands people I, I think that that's what what's better because it's kind of hard to say like, oh, yeah, you know, they need to come from a, a good household. Like, that's so hard these days. I feel like, I mean, what's the divorce rate? I looked it up the other day.
0: 48, <laughs> right? 100%. Yeah.
2: In the U.S., it's super high. Well, to begin with, now people don't even get married. Yeah. What do you think about marriage?
1: Um, I don't think I need the government to tell me who I can and cannot be with for the rest of my life. I, I do not believe in legal marriage or legal binding. I don't believe in it. Me neither. Yeah. I don't believe in legal binding, um, but that doesn't, I'll have a ceremony. When I find my wife, we'll, we'll have a nice grand wedding. I'm very excited for that. Um,
0: Me too, because you're going to invite us, right? Yeah.
1: Oh, hundred percent.
0: I want to be the, what's, what's the groom's maid? <laughs> <laughs> I want to be okay. that. I don't want to be on the girl side. I want to be on the boy side. I want to wear a suit.
1: <laughs> okay, fair. Me we'll, too. We'll set that up. We'll set that up. Awesome. So, yeah. No, um, yeah, I don't believe in legal binding, but I don't think um, I need that to have a long lasting relationship with a woman. I think that comes from the two parties. I think that comes from both of us. So um, I'll never get legally married, but I will definitely have a wedding and I will definitely put a ring on her finger for sure.
0: And since relationship relationship was a topic that you said that you wanted to talk about, would you say that you're an expert in relationships?
1: Absolutely not. No.
0: So then would that be classified as a thing that you're not good at
1: um no i think i'm great at relationships i think i'm great
0: so you are an expert
1: no not an expert no because i i make mistakes just like everybody else does i've made mistakes in relationships and whether i've made mistakes because of that other person or i've made mistakes because of myself and how secure i am i've made mistakes you know so no i'm definitely not an expert
0: Okay, so then why would you say you're great?
1: God, so many questions. Um, <clears throat> uh, I would say I'm great because I think, I think for the most part, the women I do surround myself with are very high-value women. I don't, I don't like low-hanging fruit, and that's not me shaming anybody else who might be. Just my preference. I just don't like low-hanging fruit. I want a, I want a high-value woman who knows her worth, who is not going to give herself out easily to just anybody, and uh somebody who just has a good time but is also willing to build i mean i don't want to argue right especially about meaningless shit i don't want negative energy i want someone who's fun who's happy who's open to deep and honest conversation who's open to building right and open to adventure i think that's what relationships are
2: so as far as dating and you know your experience in miami you wouldn't um have a relationship with someone that has sex with you on the first day?
1: Mm, no, I wouldn't say that. It depends. It depends. On the situation. <laughs> it depends it depends on her. Most likely, I probably wouldn't. Most likely I probably wouldn't, right? Don't get me wrong, I'm like any other guy. I love to do the deed, but uh No, most likely I probably would not. But it depends on the circumstances. Depends on how good of a woman she is. Depends on the vibe, you know. Depends on the vibe.
2: So what's like a good time period to wait? Like what's a time period that you'll be like, are you fucking kidding me? We're not in high school, girl. Like what's wrong with you?
1: If she, shit, that's such a, that's an interesting question. Oh my God, I don't have any witty response to that. I feel like I have to answer honestly. I would say, depending on how often I see this woman, I'll but tell you this.
2: Hanging out every day, you're hanging out every day, just you know, kicking it, getting to know each other, watching TV. And mm-hmm. Hanging out every
1: day? Oh, mm-hmm. I, I would, I would give that like, I would give that like three days.
0: Three days? Three oh days. my! Yeah. Oh, and yeah. that's uh, within the respectable category for you?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh.
0: Okay. Yeah. So there's no boundaries. It's just just depends on the vibe.
1: The vibe for sure. I mean, like my last girlfriend, we didn't see each other every day, but it was five months before we ever did anything with each other. But we didn't talk every day. It was like we would talk like once or twice a month before we started seeing each other. Um, and then. <laughs> then
2: <laughs> what do you mean? Once or twice a month?
1: People find that to be weird, but we like our conversations once or twice, once or twice a month weren't, you know, they weren't, um, they weren't dull so we conversations. we're talking
2: about in Salem?
1: Uh oh my God, Why do you have to ask me that? Why do you have to ask me that?
0: We asked you before the podcast started if there was anything that you didn't feel comfortable talking about. <laughs>
1: no, I know. The question is just, it's digging myself a deeper hole right now. Um, <clears throat> no, uh, most likely it was that um, girlfriend. Um, that
0: girl.
2: Toxic. <laughs> uh,
1: oh, no. Sorry. You're right. Different girl. <laughs> different girl. <laughs> Oh god, see this is this is why. Oh god. All right. No, um with my with my last last girlfriend. Uh no, it was once or twice a month and I never thought anything weird of it. I actually enjoyed it. It kept that mystery up, you know. It was like we'd hear from each other and then we wouldn't for like a month. It was fun.
2: Why was it like an ego thing? Like I'm not going to reach out first or that it just happened that way?
1: Just happened that way. It just happened that way. I never I never was like it and it was never like, "Hey, how's your day? What are you doing?" It was always just like interesting, like conversation. It was all. It was always something interesting, and then the conversation would be over, and then we would just wait until something else interesting happened, you know. And then we would talk about it, but we weren't like seeing each other at the time. We were just friends. Okay. So we were we were just friends at the time, so it wasn't anything like uh, too serious. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Makes
2: sense. Yeah.
0: Five Five months. Talk once a month.
2: Like. Uh, that's weird
0: so to move away from your actual relationships i would like to ask you what how would you rate your performance or how would you measure your performance when you're hitting on girls
2: yeah like how do you know you're going at a good
0: rate you know like all right things are
2: going good i'm taking this one home
1: oh it's it's very simple if she's laughing if there's uh physical touch and if there's kissing involved game over she's done
2: has that ever happened? and you don't take her home.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. It also depends. Hey, listen, like, like I said, I'm like every other guy. I like to have sex. Sometimes I don't want to have sex. I don't need to. I don't need to all the time. But um, yeah, for sure. But it doesn't doesn't affect me. I'm not like oh fuck. I wish. Ah. I'm not like that. No.
2: <laughs> Is it true what they say? Like, oh, if she's with a friend, like, you can't take her home because the friend's um, gonna be like in the middle like does that always happen or is it kind of just like all right girl bye
1: 90 <laughs> percent of the time that's how it works yeah it's very that's rare cool. that you yeah very rare very rare because you have to get this is how girls work is a girl is going a girl's girlfriend is going to vet the guy she's going to look the guy up and down and say oh you i'll let you go home with him or no you're not going home with them um especially when girls go out they're very protective of each other so It's very, very rare that a guy is going to be able to take a girl away from them. Um, But it happens. It does happen.
2: In a relationship, what are like some, you know, now with all this like feminist movement before we got on the podcast, I was telling her how um, I remember in Tulum, you were like, oh, um, like you were like coaching some of the guys. I had so much fun that day that we went out because it was so much fun, like pushing the guys like go, go, go talk to her. Yeah. So much fun. Um, and I remember you said, like, oh, like, one thing I always do is, like, um, I tell them, like, all right, I'm going to buy two, two shots or something like that. And then the girl buys it. And I think that's fair. And I, and I also think that a lot of girls might be like, oh, my God, ew, if you don't buy drinks for me, like, I'm not talking to you. But isn't this what they're fighting for so badly? Like, isn't this what so many women are like, equality, this and that and all that bullshit. But it's only equality when it's convenient for them, 100%.
1: A hundred percent. Yeah. No, that's, that's actually so um, amazing that you say that. Um, I was out at the bar the other night and <laughs> I, uh, I was with one of my buddies. We found a group of girls, um, bought like two rounds of drinks for them. It was three girls, right? We bought two rounds of drinks for them. And then at the end of the night, she asked me to cover her bill. And I was like-
2: entire bill that they had been drinking?
1: Yeah, their entire bill. And I don't need to say how much it was, but it was um, a pretty pricey bill. And I was kind of in shock. I was like, she has the audacity to ask me that. She also had a husband as well. Like she had a ring on her Mm -hmm. finger, her and her husband were in the same uh, background photo on her phone and I was like, I just told her, I was like, I don't think your husband would be okay with that. You know, I just, I don't (laughs) think so. So I'm sorry, but I, I can't do that. I can't do that. No. Wow. And don't get me wrong. I actually, even if I'm not in a sexual or emotional relationship with a woman, I love taking women out to dinner. That's like one of my favorite things. I love just taking women out to dinner, having a good time with them. I think the song, Women Just Want to Have Fun on, is <laughs> so true. Women really do just want to have fun at the end of the day. And you got to just create that experience for them. Um, so, so, yeah, I think as far as the feminist movement goes, my mom is a perfect... Example of a perfect woman. She's very feminine, but she's not gonna she's not gonna go out and march for a feminist movement, right? My mother knows how life works, right? She works her ass off and she makes good money, but she's not out there saying, "Oh, equal pay, equal pay, equal." No, my mother is a feminist, a feminine woman. She goes out there, she cooks, she cleans, she takes care of the children, right, in the household. She's not going out there forcing it down other people's throat for some special privilege
2: to be fair these days i'm pretty sure feminists don't even know what they're fighting for anymore they can't even give you a clear definition but that's a whole other topic that's to all about topic. yeah and i think it should be more about quality and value you know me as a woman i don't want you to pay me more or to pay me the same as somebody else just because i'm a woman and you're a man i want you to pay me more because i'm good because i'm the best
1: exactly yeah
2: not, not because I'm a woman. Like, no, I I want you to qualify me as what I am, and if there's exactly. something I need to fix, then you know, let's work on that.
1: As your inherent value, not because of like what you are. You know what I mean? Not just because you're a woman, but because you have inherent value. I, as a man, I do not expect to get paid more just because I'm a man. No, of course not. I'm a man, and I expect to get paid for the value I put in the uh, the workplace.
2: I like that. I think this was a good finish. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think if I could leave off with a couple of things that come to dating that I can give as advice and information, because we only have a couple minutes here, is um, I think for guys they just need to put themselves out there. This is actually this is a video I'm gonna make that I'm gonna post later. Um, but I'd love to talk about this right now. Is uh, is the title of it is gonna be um, Art? Like, are you struggling with getting women or something like that? Right? Like, why don't why don't you have a girlfriend? <clears throat> I ask guys, okay, how many times have you been rejected? Oh, well, okay, so you you barely approach women, right? Go approach 10 girls, get rejected 10 times. Go get 10 no's from 10 beautiful women, right? And then be self-reflective. Look at yourself, okay? Do I look good? Do I smell good, right? Same thing with networking. Do I look good? Do I smell good? Do I feel good? Am I confident, right? Did I say the right things? Did I say it with the right tonality? All these things matter. A lot of guys don't look at these things and they just kind of wing it. Some guys are good. Some guys are not, right? I think game is how you could put it is a very teachable thing. Um, but men just need to be self-reflective, right? Men need to self-reflect. They need to go get rejected 10 times and then look at themselves and say, okay, why did she reject me? Oh, my breath smells. Okay. Well, I'm going to go brush my teeth, floss and get my teeth checked up, right? Oh, well, maybe I'm a little pudgy. Okay. Well, I'm going to go hit the hit the treadmill a little more and do some push-ups, right? Um, so I think that's important. And then really just building yourself value and being confident as well. You don't have to I, I tell guys this too. Doesn't matter how much money you make, doesn't matter what car you drive, doesn't matter how you dress per se, you don't wanna look like you're homeless, but I wear black shirt and black pants every time I go out, right? And not gonna say that I get women, but I don't have a problem, right? And so I think that's another important thing. Um and I would say from personal experience in Miami, I will probably not marry or date long term anyone in Miami. I have to find a really fucking good woman to be able to do that. A really fucking good woman.
2: Yeah, I won't say every girl in Miami, but you are a photographer. You are in the party scene quite often. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those women are a little you're bit questionable. Pre- you're pretty much fucked. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Pretty
1: much. Pretty much. But that's my own doing. I understand that. And I play the cards that I'm dealt.
0: Well, I think that that was a really good ending. I really do hope that our listeners here on Shut Up and Listen take some good advice from everything that here Mike Woody had to say. If you guys want to follow him, his Instagram is going to be in the description below. He has like a lot of man advice and content and blah, blah, blah to share with you. So hit him up on Instagram.
1: Was a pleasure. Thank you, ladies.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Mike, for sharing this time with us, for saying
2: yes to coming on and sharing value. I really appreciate you. And I hope that someone took away something from this because I took great value from this conversation. So I know whoever is listening did so as well. Remember to follow us, like, subscribe, share. Definitely share with someone you think will take away from this episode. And see you guys next Monday.